most wonderful time of the year. Time of the year. Do, 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 of Three Wheeling. I'm Laurel Henning, a Sydney-based journalist, and with me is my gorgeous friend, Sasha Kelly, Melbourne-based podcast producer. Hello, that's me. That's me. Hello and welcome. We are recording slightly later than we might usually. We've both had a couple of drinks and it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's festivities commence now. Oh, yes. What excitement. What excitement. Um... What do we start with? We start talking about friendship. We do. <laughs> Sorry, I've had are we going to have like two gin and tonics and I'm already singing. Uh, Laurel, <laughs> what has been your friendship, friendship activity for, for now, for lately? Chaos is impending. Do you know what? I've made all sorts of notes and what have I not made? I haven't made any notes about friend making. Oh. My gosh, I might have to think about that for a second. Can we go to okay. you? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sorry since I last saw you I, look I haven't really done a lot on the old on the old friendshipy circle um and I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna be pretty uh vulnerable with the three wheelers I've had a pretty bad week so I think uh times like this and it's end of year special I think um you just have to be really thankful for the friends that you do have and the people mm. in your circle who come through for you. I feel like I'm going to get a, a preach from Laurel. But yeah, it was just times like today where I texted a couple of friends and they've just I had a friend call me yesterday and have about a half hour chat with me. And then a couple of friends text me back today. I've been so talking good. to you during the week. And I think sometimes you just have to sit back and go, I am really, really lucky that I have these people in my corner. I think um, I also wanted to say that because I was kind of reflecting on the year that was and I've had a couple of what I want to say like friendship breakups or just like kind of people who are no longer in my life. And I think that's also really, really hard. Mm. And that kind of comes with the territory of moving into your 30s and um, becoming a slightly different person than you were. Um, So, yeah, end of the year, time to take stock, time to think about things. Um take stock of what you've been doing and here's to 2023 did any of that make any sense I love that so <laughs> it did and I love that so much also please excuse my evangelical Pentecostal mm-hmm. that's good <laughs> halfway through that I loved it I loved it uh, it's yeah. just making me think of my good friend Bailey who I who I met at church in Brussels and she was from like an evangelical background from the mm-hmm. states and mm-hmm. the first time I went to this church I was obviously not from well not obviously but I wasn't from that background at all first time I went to that church in Brussels all I could hear throughout the service was this girl saying mm, 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 and I found it so annoying fast forward three or four years and she was one of my absolute nearest and dearest closest friends and now I do it all the time and if other people do it I think of it with such tenderness and it makes me think of her 
love that. I, I love the fact that this verbal affirmation is something of such strength to you. I think for me, and I wonder if anyone else struggles with this, but I think for me, what I find really hard when I'm in slightly anxious or a negative place is like re-prosecuting um, past events in my mind and just going over and over mm. and over them. And I think Dang that's again, why... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I think that that's what it's so useful to have these strong friendships for because they're, I, I, I of course I have my own um, reference points and my own metrics, but it's really useful to reach out to those people and say, I'm really struggling with this. And they can just bring that context back into your life and say like, remember, I'm being very vague here, but I think, um, the people yeah, who know, know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think and that's it's, the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just basically been a pretty rough week in which has been a really great six months or so. You know, I really feel like the this year, 2022, has been really, really excellent. Um, but sometimes life just sends you those little curveballs, sends you those little reminders, just like, come on, just going to just gonna um, test the tires, see how much air is in there. And let me tell you, there is no air left. There is none. There's no air in those times. We are crawling to the end of December. It has been a long year. <laughs> okay, really have you given your... some thought about it now? <laughs> I have, and I really love your reflections. And now I'm sort of looking back at the year as a whole instead of the past couple of weeks. And yeah, I mean, I was coming into this time a year ago, I was like one month out of a breakup of a three year relationship. And was basically being held together by a handful of friends. Mm. <laughs> and I think I have one incredible friend, gorgeous Lucy, who at the end of the year as well, she likes to do reflections and intentions for the year ahead in the most delightfully woo-woo way. And we sat on my balcony last year on Christmas Eve drinking gin and tonics. And we did this. And my intention for the year, which if you don't know me as well, is going to make me sound like such a dick and I'm sorry (laughs) but if you do know me well this will make me sound less of a dick and my theme for the year was it's going to be the year of me 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 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and having yeah been in a relationship where I was uh probably losing sight of myself a little bit Mm. it has been a really really great year to dig into and I feel like we've both been doing a bit of this Mm -hmm. actually dig into like what makes us us what makes us tick what are our passions what brings us back to ourselves what gives us energy and also what doesn't and being aware of those things Mm -hmm. how do we comfort ourselves when it's difficult who are the people around us who really are there to support us Mm -hmm. in those moments and those people sometimes might be people we've known for years sometimes they're people that we've met recently and it has been I would agree. It's also been a great year for friendship. But yeah, I think I'm so grateful for the small group of people who held me together in that difficult time, both in Australia and people who were doing that via like voice notes from the UK. Mm. You know who you are. And then I would say something like our road trip, Sasha, together. The, the Yeah, that was a real highlight for me as well. I think that was such a, for us in our relationship, that was such a turning point and really Mm. gave this, see, now you're doing it too. Now I'm going, yeah, that's good. (laughs) Amen. And and it just, 
it was just this very special weekend of vulnerability and honesty, but also so much joy and laughter and hilarity. And it was also very simple. And it just, I think we really just dug into the friendship that was there, but it just gained a whole new level. And I'm so grateful for that. And then I'm also really grateful for the new friends that I've made as well this year. I'm grateful for people like Heather at Book Club, people like Gemma at Book Club, who like, you know, had the, (laughs) I was about to say audacity, but I don't mean it like that at all, but came up and were like, oh, let's grab a coffee. Let's do this and initiated. And I think sometimes when you feel in relationships, like sometimes you're the person who's pursuing other people, when you're then pursued, it's a ding-dang delight. A ding-dang delight. Ding-dong merrily on high. It's a ding-dang delight. Let's just get an amen. I've just been really thinking about my expectations for where I thought I was going to be at this life. At this life. God. <laughs> <laughs> where I was going to be at this point in my life. And in a lot of ways, I'm remarkably close to what I thought I would be. And in a lot of ways, I am poles apart from what I expected and that's not in a bad way that's because things take me by surprise and this has been just such a lovely time capsule as well or just an accountability to because I think um I think the last few years were hard for everyone um and maybe I'll talk about this a little bit more when I'm talking about my listening but I definitely feel this last year has been a real come out of hibernation and you're talking about like what makes us happy, what makes us tick. I think for me it was um, really working on shedding a lot of the anxiety that came from being in a pandemic, being in situations that were out of my control. So I might crack into my listening then. Go on. Are you happy for me to do that? I've recommended this podcast before. But I feel like seeing as I've opened up the vulnerability box, I might as well just stay in there. But I want to recommend a specific episode of The Imperfects, which I've talked about before. It's a podcast that started during the pandemic. Uh, It's run by three men. And why I was originally drawn to it is it is such a rare demonstration of men sharing emotions on mic. It's not for everyone, but I think... It's certainly something that resonates with me. So I just finished an episode with, it's a two-part, with Kate Reed, who is the founder of Loon Croissants. Do you Uh, know those? Do I know a Loon Croissant? Yeah. Of course I do. I've been to Melbourne. You've been to Melbourne. So famously, they're they're kind of a a legend, a mythology in Melbourne. It's like one of those places that people queue, queue and queue for. And she goes into the story about how they began and how the queuing became such an iconic thing. So they started in Elwood and it was just her and she was living in the bakery. Um, she It had like a little uh, upstairs nook that she slept in and then she'd go down in the morning and bake and she was doing wholesale. Anyway, but what really resonated with me is that her first career was actually, and Laurel's going to laugh in a second when she hears this, her first career was actually an engineer for F1. Um, <laughs> there's always a link back to F1. There's always a link back to F1. One day I'm just going to be like, and here's Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> and I will lose my mind. So she, so she went and worked in England for Williams when she was in her 20s. And uh, I'm not spoiling anything because the, the story is just so incredible. And when she was there, she became very depressed and developed an eating disorder 
And essentially her parents had to come and take her home because she had become so unwell and her boyfriend contacted her parents. And so the whole story that she tells is just this real, like, I did all this work to get my dream job to go live the life that I thought I wanted and I thought I'd got everything and then it all just fell apart and I had to come back to Melbourne and start from scratch and like literally start again at the same time as battling like quite a serious mental health diagnosis. Spoiler alert, she is doing very, very well today. She runs Loon. They're incredibly successful. It is a good, it's a good story, but it's just the most extraordinary tale and I think for me have being someone who was living in London and then the pandemic happened and I was like came back and found that really really stressful it just really hit home obviously my story is completely different to Kate's in many many ways but it was just someone describing that experience of having everything kind of change so suddenly and what that rebuilding process um feels like so can't recommend it enough really really interesting a few people had already recommended it to me and I hadn't listened to it came out a couple of weeks ago um yeah I also feel like this is one of the is this the maybe third time you've recommended an imperfect episode probably so would you say and is it something you've only been listening to this year so is imperfect one of your year highlights yeah definitely I'd say yeah it was it's something that I've only started listening to this year Mm -hmm. oh should I go into well, you tell me a bit about your listening and then we can have a look at our um, Spotify unwrapped together. Because we're, talk- we're talking on the day that our Spotify wrapped has, has, come, has come out. So, of course, of course, we have to go into it. Because to me, I know, I mean, it's very intelligent. This is a tech company that's managed to make the idea of them tracking your data fun and you will believe oh. it. And I genuinely think this is one of the rare social media moments that exist that is just pure fun and joy and I've said before that Spotify is probably one of the only apps that I feel completely comfortable and happy with them having as much data on me as they want to have because I get pure joy from that application but I would say other than Spotify and we'll get into that a recent listening recommendation that I would want to make which is contemporaneous to our recording Mm. would be um, an episode of Comfort Eating which is an which is a podcast that Grace Dent, she's a food writer and restaurant critic, she does for The Guardian. And she did an episode with the comedian Jade Adams, who was recently on Strictly Come Dancing. Now, she's a fantastic comedian. If you don't know her or follow her on Instagram, I implore you to do so. You won't regret it. But the episode, Jade has a passion for food, as well as being an amazing comedian and she's also passionate about dancing and she talks about her experience on Strictly Come Dancing but there's an episode where they both talk about changing the narrative how they have both contributed Mm. because they've both worked in food and in media on how they've both contributed to the discussion and discourse of how women perceive their relationship to food what women are told their relationship to food should be the whole idea of like you have to you have to look a certain way or you can you're only attractive if you're small you're you can only enjoy the healthier foods or you know there are naughty foods and there are nice foods and all of this kind of stuff and how they've both worked so actively to break down some of those awful and very damaging um stereotypes that especially if you were sort of 
I don't know, yeah, like the 90s and early aughts as well. The 90s, heroin chic, which apparently is making a comeback, mm. which is devastating. Um, yes. The early aughts, the era of the thigh gap. I can still remember so vividly someone from my school, a guy from my school posting on Facebook about thigh gaps and how much he liked them and that's what he wanted and it mm. stayed with me as and I, I can, and then following that I can remember like looking in the mirror and like trying to make my legs a certain shape so that I could have a thigh gap I've never had a thigh gap in my mm. life I never will do mm-hmm. my legs are not that shape that's fine but the impact of that period and that body shape and what was deemed gorgeous and mm. yeah and just to listen to them talking about fighting against that was fantastic so I really recommend Comfort Eating by Grace Dent I recommend every episode but the episode I'm recommending particularly today is Jade Adams should we get into Spotify wrapped Spotify unwrapped Spotify wrapped yeah yes um can you go first because I just realized that my phone ran out of battery and so it's just charging a little bit um and it hopefully will be ready in a moment well here are some things i can remember off the top of my head i was in the top 76 percent of australian listeners in terms of the amount of time i've spent listening to spotify this year um oh i'd spent something like 25 or 28 i think twenty-five thousand minutes listening to music my personality surprisingly to everyone was adventurer oh that's yeah, very exciting. you're surprised you're surprised no, and I'm i don't just... blame you <laughs> no i'm just enthused for you because i don't think i was an adventurer i was in the top what's the characteristics again for that of that uh i'd have to go and look it up i was in the top 0.2 percent beyonce listeners oh wow which makes me feel that's quite impressive proud. that's really impressive yeah. And I was like 70 genres or something crazy like that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So my top artists were number one, Beyonce. Number two, Little Sims. Number three, Taylor Swift. Number four, Self-Esteem. And number five, The Beths. I need to get into Self-Esteem. I haven't you listened really to nearly enough. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. I don't it. think I will. I don't think I'll regret it at all. I'm looking at what my top... Okay, my... Oh. <laughs> I've gone all the way down to 101 to see um, some of the songs in my list. Honourable mention has to go to uh, the album Raid by DJ Pause Off, which is Melissa Caddick's husband's <laughs> concept album. Oh, yeah, I remember you talking about that. What else have I got in here? I've got Sergio Mendes and the Brazil 66, which was oh, a that's discovery from your family holiday. Yeah. I've got um, some Hamilton in there, which we played the Featured whole on soundtrack on our road trip. 100%. And it also took, no regrets. Yeah, it took the family to go see that this year. I Drink Wine, Adele, Break My Soul, Beyonce, uh, Marie and... Break My Soul was my number two song. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Chains by Tina Arena. Um, a classic. (laughs) (laughs) Then, um, we've got Taylor taking out four and three. She, I've got the last great American dynasty from the folklore album, um, and antihero. Then number two is never too much by Luther Vandross. And number one is Texas man by the chicks. So what a list. I, can I just say, 
considering the fact that I introduced you to Texas Man by the Chicks, I love that it ended up as your number one song because it doesn't even feature in my top five. But I thought I bloody loved that song. But turns out it's yours. So I must have just... (laughs) I must have just had it like on it's repeat bloody good. a couple of times this year. Let's Some link to it again in the show notes because it's such a good song. <laughs> oh, we definitely will. I've also got Freedom oh, 90, classics. George Michael, another classic. Um, Running Up That Hill, Kate Bush, also had oh, a bit of a return to form. That must have been on a lot of people's top five. I think fives. so. I think so. Oh, gosh, like just some real hits in here. I'm going to do my top five. Yeah, please do. Um, Should I go from five up to one? Like an actual chart. Okay, in at number uh-huh. five, an absolute classic, The Edge of Edge of 17, 2016 remastered oh. version, Stevie Nicks. It's because it features on my running playlist. I think that's why it's uh, number five. Number four... Just like a... There it is. Number four, Cuff It by Beyonce. Excellent. The, the, first, the first of two Beyonce songs that's in my top five. Okay, okay. Number three, Woman, Little Sims. One of uh-huh, uh-huh. two Little Sims songs in my top five. So who's at number two Ooh. and who's at number one? Is it Little Sims or is it Beyonce? Are you a Take 40 chart uh, DJ right now? Because you're doing this very well. In at number two, it's Beyonce with Break My Soul, which means at number one, it's Little Sims, Point and Kill. Such a good song. For 2022. For 2022, point and kill. Let's just say, yeah, what was my vibe for 2022? Yeah, It's all there in Spotify. It's the year of me, me, me. Me, me, me. me. <laughs> oh, great. Um, but I would I would just like to give an honourable mention to, I think, it, yeah, we had, what a great year for albums. Taylor's mm. album, Beyonce's album. Mm-hmm. Adele? That actually came out in November 2021. Did I it? thought it came out this year, but no, oh it came out late gosh. last year. Because I looked that up this morning because I thought they all came out this year. Because you were going to make this point and say, what a what year. A year. What I a was, year. I already knew. Um, so let's just celebrate the women that have dominated our charts, rightfully so. Good on them. Let's, the year of me, me, me. The year of them, them, them. Yes. And I just want to also give an honourable mention myself to the podcast off menu by james james acaster and ed gamble because that podcast has brought me so much joy and laughter and i have mentioned at least three episodes on this podcast and yeah if you like me at many points throughout this year are in need of a belly laugh look Mm -hmm, no further mm -hmm. than the episodes with Maisie adam and rob bryden say no more i shall say no more Okay. I'm going to give them another go because I think I was not concentrating the last time I listened and I need to be in full concentration mode or full like ready to be taken away. Yeah, let them let them take you. Okay, let them let's go to watching. I want to hear about your watching highlights of the year or what you've been enjoying recently, either and or both. Well, I think it's only appropriate that when I come to edit this, that I'm going to play some of our voice notes from White Lotus on Monday night. Okay, I'm Im- I'm immediately sending you. Oh no, stop, stop, stop! Hang this on. This is hilarious because I feel like, considering I miss so many things on Game of Thrones, I feel like I'm much more like, yeah, that is what's happening here. <laughs> My thought now is, are they? Is the older gay man and the nephew are they not really related? And this is a scam that they're running. Um, but now it all becomes clear they're not related, and um, yeah. 
Everything about it was amazing. I gasped. When she showed the photo, I was waiting, of the trainer, I was waiting for it to be a dick pic. But then I was like, is she saying the children aren't hers? Um, so, yes, the the blonde-haired kid in that picture, I 100% was like, oh, my God, she's going to show her this, like, outrageous nude of her trainer rather than, like, a profile picture. I'd got that far. And then, yeah, the kids, I was like, oh. And then she's like, oh, whoops, did I? Maybe you should get yourself a trainer. I was like, oh, she, yeah. So, um, yeah, at least one of those kids is not her husband's, first of all, 100%. 100%. Because we went in and I think it would be a huge travesty to not acknowledge the fact <laughs> that it has absolutely captivated both of us. I did get a message from my mum really that really entertained me. That Sorry, mum, I know... It needs to be on mic. It needs to be <laughs> on mic. you listen. But Hi, I mom. got such a laugh. I too got a laugh from this message to be <laughs> Watched after hearing you rave about it, dot, 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 wasn't quite ready for the male genitalia. <laughs> um, and then the emojis are like shocked face and squing- squinty eye, like wriggly mouth face. It made me laugh so much. Oh, I laughed so hard. Wasn't ready for the male genitalia. So good. Oh, I, yeah, I will say now, and maybe it doesn't need to be said and maybe it'll be edited out because I maybe said it in my voice note, but I think that was truly a perfect episode of TV. And I think it's probably the best episode of TV I've watched all year without a shadow of a doubt. Episode five, season two, get into it now. If you're not already, catch up and get into it. Okay, I'm looking back over our tiles to get some inspiration. I would have to say that... um, uh, everything I know about love. Oh, what a great highlight! I hadn't even yeah. thought about it. Oh, that's a highlight of the year, definitely. Because that—that's definitely my highlight. I think of watching for the year and potentially honorable mentions go to the offer and muster dogs. <laughs> muster dogs. Muster dogs. Yes. What about you? What is <laughs> your highlights? <laughs> I love that. I can't believe I didn't even think about everything I know about love, which considering the soundtrack so influenced me that one of the songs made it into my top 100, I should have thought about. Um, I need to give honourable mentions to the fact that I caught up and watched all of Succession. I think that was this year. Maybe it was a bit of the end of last year. It was. It was here. Yeah, yeah I can see it in our time. I would say... Yeah watching the experience of watching succession and that specific episode of white lotus are equal in my mind i would also like to mention the fact that i went to see the new top gun movie twice at the cinema and i don't think i've ever done that for any other film and it was 100 percent worth it and the best experience i didn't know you went twice I thought you just went once. I love that. No, I love the that. second time I went with Erin and I just basically watched her reaction to the movie most <laughs> of the time shimmy? with just this chesh. I did the shimmy. I still do the shimmy. You just have to. Sorry, everyone. It is a it is an auditory and, medium and I've just shimmied away. But after we've recorded this, I now have to go and watch the YouTube you clip do. of the volleyball beach scene, which I've probably watched more than anything else I've watched on YouTube this year, to be honest with you, but... I have no shame. And the other thing I want to mention, just to Mm -hmm. go into another medium of Mm -hmm. video, is someone who I'd like to say I've introduced you to this year. 
the food by oh Lucy my on goodness. Instagram. Oh my goodness, I am I'm a devotee now. I her yeah. videos on Instagram yeah. are so they're good. so good, and I I now make her quick spicy ramen. Um, because she just sold me the video sold me and then I made it once and I went this is so easy why is it and then I've had it at least four times and I think you only showed it to me a month ago and I think also because once you buy the ingredients is that the one that I yes it is because I think that's how I discovered it you reshared it and I went what is this um and then also I should say that it's kind of a leftover thing and so once you've got the noodles in the cupboard and all the sauces it's a super easy like lunchtime thing to make but that's why I think that's what most of her cooking is is it's very much her being on the fly like I want to make my dinner what am I going to make what do I have at home what do I have to hand what's maybe going off or I have I need a snack what do I want what have I got and she's always working with basically stuff that she already has she's not going out and buying special ingredients every time and I agree with you though it's not necessarily a style in which I cook normally or have cooked in the Mm -hmm. past it's such a quick simple but also really fun way Mm -hmm. of cooking the dishes that she makes are often things that I would be buying ordering through takeout Mm -hmm. and then you get like this gorgeous ramen spicy ramen at home and you feel absolutely chuffed and so yeah food by Lucy everyone should be following her on Instagram she's she is brilliant brilliant. I highly recommend um I guess the only thing left now is reading, which I'm feeling really nervous about because I just don't know whether I've read that much this year, Laurel. So I'm going to hand it to you and then I might have to like, <laughs> yeah, do a bit of a mea culpa. It would be good if I had already met my reading goal How far for the year and could now far, celebrate far. it. I think, I think I counted at the end of last weekend and I think I was literally four books away <gasps> when we were about four weeks from the end of the year but I think it's going to require either some very quick reading at the end because I've been a bit slow this specific week or or I'm just gonna miss the goal and it's gonna be okay and I think part of doing a reading challenge like this sometimes mm. is to engage almost more with the idea of perhaps goal mm-hmm. setting is not the most important thing and it has been really nice in terms of the motivation to read as much as yeah. I can when I can you know read on the train mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you have a night into yourself don't just mm-hmm. automatically reach for binge watching mm-hmm. something read your book and it's always given me some wonderful mental mm-hmm. health benefits when I've done it like I noticed in the last month I read more than I'd read in the last in the previous two months and I've also felt so much better than I felt in the previous two months. And I don't think that's that's not just pure coincidence for me as something that I love, love, love to do. Um, but next year, I feel like I'll almost be swinging in completely the opposite direction to trying to, not trying to read less, but really picking what I want mm-hmm. to read. Maybe not reading every book club book, maybe just taking my time Mm -hmm. and really reading what I want to read rather than what I feel I should read because as much as being on the corner of Instagram that I occupy which is the delightful world of bookstagram Mm -hmm. 
is a gorgeous, gorgeous place to be. You do still have moments of, I should be reading this, or I should be reading more, or I should be reading this author, or this latest release, or this genre, and I don't read enough of this. And I think these challenges are often good reminders for you to just say, bugger off. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a a mum friendly way of saying that. But I will come in with some highlights. I scrolled back through, thankfully, because I do document it all on my Instagram page. I was it was easy to find things that I'd enjoyed. So here's a here's a top five, even. No, a top four. Top four. Um yeah, top four in no particular order would be uh, The Country of Others by Leila Slamani, which was the World War Two. she moves from France. Yes. She marries someone from Morocco. They move to rural Morocco. Yeah. Um, Island of Sea Women by Lisa C., which is about the um, the female fishing community. They, like, dive for, um, I think it's, like, abalone kind of things mm-hmm. um, off the korean coast and then it's about the korean Mm. war and all of that and yeah it's it's very it's like really powerful historical fiction and really beautiful Mm. as well um a paragon by colin mccann which is all about the israeli-palestinian conflict it's non-fiction but told almost in a fictional way so it's very approachable Mm -hmm. and number one as always my heart my love has to go to a sarah winman book um Tin Man by Sarah Winman was mm. a fantastic read much earlier on in the year. And those are my highlights. What about you? That's very good. I've just gone back quickly and I think the only book that I can give proper um, props to this year, um, although I don't want to sound like other books weren't good books, but um, I really liked Great Circle by yes. Maggie Shipstead. Yeah. Which I know that you've recommended previously, but that will probably be my reading highlight for the year. Well, listeners, if you haven't read Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead... No, well, now we both say it's worth reading. This is the ringing endorsement for you to add it to your Christmas lists or use yeah. your book voucher that your auntie just got you for Christmas and Ooh, go into yes. Waterstones and or Dimmock's or the independent bookshop near you, which is more what you should be going into and 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 use it and buy a great circle yes can i also say this isn't a reflect well this is a couple of years i read it in 2020 maybe 2019 um she said which is now the movie mm, yeah the book is really good i've lent it to someone i lent it to someone and i never got it back if you're out there and- <laughs> Did I le- lend it or did I give it? You know when you can't quite, quite remember? Because sure. mm. it was in when I was in the UK and so part of me thinks that maybe I gave it. So who knows? But there you go. It's out there somewhere. It's also very good. And because the movie's out at the moment, I I am, even though I've watched a lot of movies that are books, I, I always feel like you should read the book. Mm. I also love a journalism movie. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. I fall for yeah. all the tropes and cliches. I love it all. Have you seen it yet? No, but I'd like to see okay. it. Okay, we might have to ha- add that to our list to talk oh. about next time. We have all rattled right. through this. We have absolutely we have. rattled through it. It has been a pleasure, a joy and a delight as always. I'm not even going to stop talking for the plane now. I'm just going to keep on rattling through. Yes, please do. I am so grateful for this podcast, for our listeners, for you, my gorgeous friend Sasha. 
we've had Aww. a good year we really really yeah. have and i just want sleigh bells to be lightly playing under my voice as i say this. i can do that oh, i can do i think that. you should um thank you for joining us we remain small but mighty we want to grow we always want to grow but we are proud of where we are <laughs> we love yes. and we love you for joining us and for the people who have like got in touch this year and told us how much they enjoy the podcast or just encouraged us to keep recording and told us the things that they've really enjoyed it is so fun I love doing it and it's so fun to hear from you so please continue to get in touch dm us on instagram we are at threewheelingpod email us threewheelingpod at gmail.com or just you know message us because we're probably one of your friends anyway and I know (laughs) (laughs) we're yet to make a listener to friend transition I mean, I know, I'm sure we have listeners who we don't know, but we're yet to kind of find a listener who we don't know and make them a friend. I think that's the new territory. That's 2023. That's that's the challenge. That's 2023 goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I echo all those sentiments, Laurel. I think, um, uh, I haven't gone back and listened to our early episodes, but I think I feel really proud of what we've talked about this year and what we've been, um, both doing and hopefully... There's some small part of that that you connect with. Um, so I just think here comes 2023. Here it comes. I think the great lesson yeah. is none of it's planned, but it's all turning out okay. <laughs> Amen. Mm, that's right. Just to bring it full circle back to my your evangelical reference at the beginning. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, with that being said, you can find us at Three Wheeling Pod on Instagram, or you can contact us on our email, which is threewheelingpod at gmail.com. Um, or you can just give us a cheeky five star review, send oh, it to a friend, gosh, yeah. do any of those That's kind of long. What things. a Christmas gift that would be. Yes, I mean, maybe get someone a present as well if you're supposed to get them a present. No, but I mean, Don't for us, it would be a Christmas a gift. Oh, giving yes, us a five would. star review. I, th- <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I thought you were implying that people should give the podcast as a present. I thought, well, <laughs> I know we're a bundle of joy, but we're not, you know, that good. Um, well, speak to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I put my foot in it there. Um, but yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. All right, until next time then. Until next year. Bye. Bye. Oh, fun. Oh.